It was a distraction from the emptiness of my apartment, which was an echo of the feeling in my chest. I'd come to Chicago to escape the memories in Arden Hills, to leave behind the reminders of things I'd lost and could never get back. Here, nothing was familiar. It was both a blessing and a curse. The intrinsic loneliness was consuming in such a different way. I missed feeling connected to people, especially after the months of isolation. Observing the interactions of the people across the street had become a safe way to assuage my sense of seclusion. I found myself watching until the last customer left the shop. Three men and one woman worked there, all in their mid to late twenties. The men were tattoo artists. I'd seen them putting ink on skin many times, and all of them, including the woman, sported a variety of ink and metal, defying the conventions I'd grown up with. One tattoo artist piqued my interest more than the others. Tall and broad, with dark hair, his extensive ink captured my attention, as did his facial piercings. A pattern of black ink traveled up his right arm and a vibrant burst of color covered the left, the designs indistinct from my window. I imagined, more often than I wanted to admit, how much more there would be under his shirt. Surely anyone who had full sleeves wouldn't stop there— and the expanse of his back and his cut arms hinted at a beautifully sculpted canvas for his body art. Beyond the obvious allure of ink and his unconventional beauty, something about him drew me to the window every night. As interesting as everyone in the shop was, from the huge man with the soft smile to the wiry one with the goatee and the girl with the cotton candy-colored hair, the dark-haired man was the one I couldn't take my eyes off of. He prowled, he didn't walk. There was an inherent restlessness about him. Even when he was seated, his foot tapped on the floor. Of the four of them, he seemed the most serious and the most intimidating. He was intensely focused when he engaged in his artistry, his movements fluid and practiced. For all the menace he projected, he was careful when he worked, and his clients seemed at ease with him. Watching him transfer designs onto skin was almost sensual. I often felt like the worst kind of voyeur, observing an intrinsically intimate act. I started to think about what being in his chair would be like, how it would feel to have those hands putting art on my body. Tonight he was shading a shoulder piece. I was envious of the woman in his chair. He'd been working on her for almost two hours. I'd polished off three drinks in that time, so I was cashing a serious buzz. The design, alive with color, spanned from the blade to the center of her back. He was methodical, making passes with ink, wiping down the design before he switched colors. Every so often he'd pause and hand her a bottle of water or a small round ball that she squeezed as he worked. I wished I could see the detail in the design. Getting closer to the shop was something I contemplated with increasing frequency. More than the art, though, I wanted to see him up close to confirm what I was already certain of, that his ink was as beautiful as he was. When he finished the tattoo, he helped the woman out of the chair and took her to the other side of the shop. She spent a good long time staring at the fresh ink as he moved the mirrors to give her the best view. He was inordinately gentle when he cleaned the art and dressed it. It was at such odds with his hard exterior, making him all the more fascinating. Once his client left the shop, 
he and his colleagues congregated around the front desk, as seemed to be their habit. The girl behind the counter said something that made him laugh, which he didn't do often. There was camaraderie between them that I envied. It made me long for that kind of easy friendship. After a few minutes of discussion, they dispersed to tidy up. Things were put away and wiped down before the blinds were drawn and the lights turned off. Then they filed out and locked up. The four of them turned right, past two storefronts to the lobby of a condo building. They all stopped while the object of my growing fascination unlocked the door. Then they disappeared inside the lobby, leaving me alone again. Since this nightly ritual had begun, I'd tried to convince myself my interest was in the clientele. That was untrue. I was constantly waiting for a glimpse of the dark-haired man with the juxtaposing sleeves. More than once I'd seen him cross the street and go into serendipity, the antiques and bookstore located beneath my apartment.